the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, my visionary friends, and thank you for joining me, Gwilda on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading esoteric and scientific experts supporting the co-creation of a better tomorrow. You, my treasured listeners, are a very important part of this discussion. 
email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So grab your pad and pen, take notes, sit back, and enjoy. This hour, we'll consider following your joy to live your purpose. Lately, we're hearing a lot about life purpose and true calling. Exactly what that is seems to be up for debate. Some schools of thought indicate that one must find the job that matches up with their calling in order to live their purpose. Others allude to living our purpose through whatever we happen to be doing at the time. Some believe they cannot live their purpose as they must make money to survive, that following one's calling is diametrically opposed to earning a decent income. What exactly is our true calling? How can we uncover what our calling is? Is purpose necessarily attached at the hip to occupation? How can we uncover what we came to do? Or is it all a grand illusion, fabricated to give our seemingly meaningless existence value? With us this hour to explore life purpose is Jennifer Noel Taylor, author of Spiritual and Broke, How to Stop Struggling with Money and Live Your Purpose. Jennifer is an energy healing practitioner, self-help motivator, and the CEO of Quantum Touch, Inc. She's dedicated her life to work helping people discover the power of their love. Jennifer graduated from Cal Poly with a Bachelor of Science degree in Computer Science and a minor in Philosophy. After graduation, she started her first job as a software engineer at a big company in San Diego, but the job didn't align with her true passion in life. She innately knew that she had a purpose and felt keenly aware she was not following her true calling. Her website, JenniferNoelTaylor.com. Jennifer, on behalf of our listeners and myself, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, so tell us how you went from being a software engineer to an energy healing practitioner <laughs> and self-help motivator. <laughs> it's a long story. So uh, as, as you mentioned, when I started my first job, I felt depressed. I felt like I was off purpose. I was working at a software company in San Diego writing software SQL code for database, and I was completely bored. And so what I did is in the evenings, I started doing my passion at night, which was uh, studying body work. And I went to massage school and I really got into working on people. And we had a module on energy medicine and I loved it. And at that time, I heard uh, my still small voice or the universe or whatever you call it say, energy medicine is your life purpose. And that was... Uh, about 18 years ago and the problem with that is in my head I thought well that's all fine and dandy but there's no way you can make a living doing energy medicine that's insane although I was intrigued by my purpose I didn't feel like it was actually possible um, but the synchronicities continued I continued to study energy medicine in my free time after work and uh, then I met uh, Richard Gordon who's the founder of Quantum Touch on a lecture he was doing on Maui and I got another message from the universe and the universe said quantum touch is your next path so and, how, how do you get messages yeah. from the universe how's, how's that's it come a good through? that's a good question uh, I think that we all get messages from the universe it, it, it comes in a feeling in our heart a, a feeling compelled from a, a place of love feeling joy around it so anything in your life where you feel like wow this is amazing, my heart's telling me this is it, or that inner knowing that this is, you're on track. There's multiple ways to receive messages. You may get people telling you, 
wow, you're really good at this, or why don't you do this, or there's just so many different ways, but I think it really comes from you just know. Is and, it a moving target, though? I mean, it's like you just know this is it, but then it's not it forever, and you have to stay aware and listen? Yeah, good point. It is a moving target. You may be guided one direction, and then let's say several years later, it may be an additional direction or a different direction. So yes, I feel like the guidance is constant. It's not just one piece of guidance and then you're, you're left alone. So you're constantly getting guidance, I believe. We know a lot of us <laughs> aren't tapped into that guidance. I think you know we're, we're more tapped into what you need to do to make money, what we want to buy next, what our status is, what others think of us. But it seems like really being able to tap into that guidance um, is not a common trait. How, how can you start uh, listening to that? How can you start finding it? Well, one of the things is to spend some time each day in in meditation or silence or gratitude or uh, a practice where you can turn off the external world and and really tune in and and ask yourself, and if you believe in higher guidance, you know, what what is my purpose? Why am I here? Where is my joy? Where is my passion? And just spending some time each day in in that meditative state. And I think that's a good first step to to really uh, tapping into your purpose. Well, we're, we're kind of assuming that everybody has a purpose. Um, is there some way that if each of us has a purpose, if we find it, we start to fit together in a different way? I believe that. I believe that we're actually spiritual beings living a human experience. And so there's a purpose to everything. And I believe that if people really tapped in and listened to their heart, that this whole, this whole planet would take a different trajectory. And so that's why I feel like it's so important to to really hear your purpose. Not only is it the highest good for everyone involved, it's also, I believe, your greatest joy. Well, you, you know, your bio mentions healing power of love, and now you're talking about listening to your heart. What do you mean by that? That's a good question. So I believe that we all have what I call our mind, which uh, is fickle. Uh, you know, one day it's, oh, I need to wear that dress or do this, or I need to buy that. It's very busy and fickle. And then there's a deeper feeling of what's really authentic for us. And that's what I call listening to our heart, our authentic truth. And, and that's always with us. And if we can kind of turn off the mind a little bit and, and tap into what's really going on in our heart, I think everyone feels that, you know, the compassion you feel for your, your pet or your cat or your dog or the compassion you feel for other people your empathy. I think it's all there within. It's just tapping into that. And, and that's where I feel like that meditative practice can come in. So when we're talking meditation, that's quieting the mind. How do you connect with the heart? So I believe that you don't really need to connect to the heart because you're already connected. And when you quiet your mind, you can hear that still small voice of the heart, the the subtle energy of what the heart is telling you. So I don't think it's really about trying to connect, but rather uh, tapping into the connection that's already there. Yeah, I guess if we weren't connected, yeah. the thing wouldn't beat, right? It wouldn't beat, yeah. <laughs> um, so how can a person tell if they are starting to listen to their heart? If they're starting to, you know, because you say listen, and people are thinking, well, maybe there's a voice, you know. But maybe that doesn't come through that way. What different ways does it come through? Oh, that's a great question. So, yes, there. I don't believe you're going to get a loud, you know, booming voice of, of God telling you your purpose one day, you know, smacking you with a bolt of lightning. I feel like it's much more subtle than that. And it's really a lot of the clues can come in on just what is it that you naturally love? 
that's one way to start. So everyone, I think, has something that they naturally feel gravitate towards or something that they love or something that they would do if they didn't get paid. Sometimes um, I ask myself this question. If I had $20 million in the bank and I didn't have to work, what would I do? And and uh, I feel like the answer is there. Maybe I'd uh, help the homeless or maybe I would uh, help animals. Or I feel like there's just always something that compels us and drives us if, if we didn't have uh, to work for money. So that's one way to tap into that. Another way I feel like is doing something each day that that you're grateful for, even if it's really small, finding that little, that little thing that you're grateful for, whether it is that you enjoy petting the cat or working in your garden or just something every day, because gratitude helps open that heart and tap you in to your truth. Gratitude is a hugely important topic, isn't it? I mean, it, it carries its own frequency like heart does. And if we aren't grateful, what are we putting out there? Yeah, you know, it, sometimes it's really hard because I think a lot of people – so many people, we were all struggling sometimes and tapping into that gratitude when life is, is really difficult is super hard because you just want to fix your life. And, and sometimes people are in pain and, and all of this. So I like to go baby steps into gratitude. If I'm having a, a day where I just can't find it, I'm like, let's find something because there's always something, you know, for example, I have a really nice bed or, or, uh, I can, I have a really wonderful pet or I, I ate today. I mean, there's always something that you can be grateful for. Well, you know, I kind of wonder is, is do we have had difficulty showing gratitude because we're struggling or are we struggling because we aren't tapping into gratitude? Hmm. I, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a chicken or egg, isn't it? Because yes, when you're in gratitude, there's less struggle. And also it's easier to tap into gratitude when, when you're not struggling. So it is a bit of a chicken and egg thing. And you're right. If you can find that gratitude in the moment, it does reduce the struggle. Yes, there's always something to be grateful for. Well, we're going to, going to have to pick up on gratitude on the other side of a short break, but it is time for us to take one. Jennifer and I will return shortly, so don't go away. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Now you guys continue to take notes, and we'll take it up on the other side. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 
404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines, Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation, focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Again, this is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To all our faithful and thoughtful listeners, we really value your opinion and would love to hear from you. What do you think about life purpose and true calling? Do they exist or is it an illusion? Email me at info at missionevolution.org and give me your thoughts or questions so we can share them on the next show. This in from one of our listeners from last week's show entitled Give and Take Evolutionary Marketing. R.C. states, your guest had some good ideas and arguments for working with nonprofits, but I felt she deitized nonprofits and was reluctant to go into the evolving, mis- excuse me, the exploitive misuse of practice of some nonprofit companies. Thanks for your thoughts, R.C. Well, you make a valid point. Cheryl did offer a website where one can vet nonprofit companies when choosing who to work with. Curious listeners? You can check out Give and Take Evolutionary Marketing on our archives at missionevolution.org. With us this hour discussing living one's life purpose is Jennifer Noel Taylor. Her website, jennifernoeltaylor.com. Jennifer, we were talking about gratitude and the chicken and the egg. How important in finding your purpose is being able to be grateful for what you have in the moment? I feel like that's really important because really when you find your purpose, it's about opening your heart. And anything that you can do to open your heart and tap into a space of higher love is really how you hear your heart. You need to tap into it to hear it. So when you go into gratitude, it naturally opens your heart. It opens you to a space of love 
and and that's when the universe can speak. So I feel like it, it's it is really an important part of a practice. Would you mind? Let's back up a little. Would you mind defining purpose as we'll be speaking of it here? Sure. So I believe that we're spiritual beings in a human form, and that we all come in with a life purpose, a life path, an evolutionary path. We're here to grow, and part of our growth process is tapping in to our life purpose. So it's it's your work on this planet. And I feel like once you tap into your life purpose, it's your path of greatest joy and also your path of greatest growth. So yes, I believe everyone has a purpose and it's it's really a fundamental as to why we're here. So are life purpose and occupation attached at the hip? I feel like not necessarily, although I feel that doing your life purpose as an occupation can be very fulfilling. But sometimes your purpose may be separate from an occupation, but it's just whatever you feel is guiding you, whatever you feel like your mission is actually partaking of that. And I love it because my occupation is my life purpose. And I've heard different opinions on that. And I feel like, again, it's what really you feel called to do, what you feel guided to do. You know, I, I, as I look out there and have experienced myself, so many people tend to, oh, I'd like to do my purpose, but I just got to get the right job first. Okay. And so it's like, it just, it's, it's, you stop dead because you're attaching um, your purpose to your job versus the other way around. How, give us some thoughts on how to break loose of that. Well, one of the things is that there's, there's several ways to go about this. One is to get, let's say a, a normal job that may not be your purpose and to do your purpose after work to, to fit your purpose in around your work job. And uh, one advantage of that is you can have a nice steady income while, while you build your purpose on the side. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Another thing is maybe have a job that, that pays money, save up money, and then use that to fund your, your business with your purpose. And, and that's a great option too. So I feel like you can, it doesn't have to be an either or situation saying, oh, well, I can only do a normal job and I have to sacrifice my purpose to do that. It can be a blending that's what I did initially. I had a job that paid the bills and I, and I pursued my real passion at night and, and I loved it and it worked for me. So I think everyone's path can be different and you can have a regular paying job and do your purpose at the same time if you so choose. Is there a way to do your purpose through a regular paying job even though the regular paying job might not ultimately be ideal? Um, yeah, I believe that in your workplace, whatever your purpose is, you can, you can start doing that with uh, you know, maybe your purpose is, is just to be helpful. Maybe your actual regular paying job actually helps you with part of your purpose. You know, for example, if you're writing software, but there's a community outreach program through your work, which, which I found that I enjoyed when I w was writing software. So I think sometimes your, your job may actually be a step towards your purpose. For example, uh, computer science actually helps me now develop business infrastructure for my business in energy medicine. So... I think it all sort of works together. And again, it's really listening to your guidance and your own truth. Do you think that our um, understanding of our purpose deepens over time and can change how we express it? I do believe that. I believe that following your purpose is, is an expression of your authentic self and your truth. And that can really change over time. So, for example, I started running an energy medicine company. And then I also felt inspired to start writing about four years ago to start writing books. And so my purpose kind of 
kind of grew and, and expanded. And so I do feel like you can be guided a certain direction and then it may expand going forward. And, and that's wonderful. You know, the one thing I've noticed personally is I, uh, a lot of people are I really identified with their job. And so as long as we're identified with what we do, isn't it kind of a, a stepwise process to get away from that mindset? And as we get away from that mindset, we can go deeper into what our true purpose is. Yeah, right. But our job doesn't define us. It, it can be a part of our life, but it doesn't define us. And really, even at your job, spend some time connecting to your authentic truth at all moments, because really, your job could also be a vehicle to serve. So there's always opportunities to bring things to a higher vibrational and a higher energy. And I think as long as you know, you're tapped into that, you can use anything as a vehicle to serve. What do you mean by higher vibration or higher energy? So I feel like anything in life, there's, uh, there's um, lower energies such as uh, greed, fear, uh, you know, harming others, uh, that kind of energy. And then there's also higher energies like love gratitude, service. And I feel like one of our goals here is to tap into those higher energies. And, and that's in the highest good for ourselves and our greatest joy, and also in the highest good for, for those around us. Well, without contrast, though, how can we see what's lower and higher? So if everybody goes higher and higher, you know, where's the contrast? Where's the balance? <laughs> I think there'll always be contrast. No matter how high you get your energy, there's always something, right? There's always, wow, I could even go higher. I feel like there's there's no end to evolution, to spiritual evolution. So even if you're operating at the super high vibration, even within that higher energy, there's contrast. So it's almost like holographic contrast. So it's just how high do you want to take the spiral of energy so that you can keep evolving? Well, we are about evolution here, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm a little confused. Uh, there's calling and there's life purpose. Um, what's the difference between purpose and calling? I feel like it's the same. You know, your true calling, your life purpose, I feel like there is no difference. I just use those words interchangeably. Okay. I, now I understand. Okay. <laughs> I just, they're, sitting, they're like dressers. I'm using those words. Yeah. So I, I like to talk a little bit more about being able to live our purpose through whatever we happen to do at the time in order to evolve into doing something that's more close to our purpose. Because we've got to find a way out of this, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of, at least the people I'm talking to, you know, they're there's a lot of people I'm talking to on the radio and this and that that are really living their purpose. And you can just hear the passion there. But when you walk down the street or you go to Walmart or this or that, that, that passion, that love, that excitement is missing. Don't you have to engage that first before you can live it? I, I believe tapping into what you love is fundamental. Because when you find out what you really love, what you're really passionate about, um, then that can guide you towards making that part of your life. So for example, if you're working at Walmart and you're not too excited about that job, of course you can help others through your service work at your work. But if you tap into what do you really love, what is it that you really want to be doing? What is, how is your greatest service? That can guide you to taking baby steps to create a, a different life. And I feel like allowing that to come through is, is really steps to get out of that that feeling I see with a lot of people, that hopelessness or that this is all that there is or that kind of feeling and migrating into something that's really joyful. It seems like joy is an awfully important part of it, isn't it? 
It is. It, it's. I mean, so our life here is so short. Our life on the planet is so. It's it's so short. So, spending time doing stuff that just doesn't really call to you, doesn't really speak to you, the the more that you can do what you really love, it, it's just so important because we need to feel fulfilled here. We need to feel joy. It's just so important. So joy and instinct, it seems like we instinctually, or at least we should, we're conditioned not to, but if we follow our instinct, we follow our joy. It's, it's almost like it's a guidepost. Would you go into that just a little for me? Sure. Yeah. So I feel like within us is, is our true passion, our true joy. And when you tap into that energy, it acts as, as a guidance system, almost like a, a GPS for your car but as what I call like a cosmic GPS. So this guidance system will lead you step by step into a life of greater joy. And uh, they can be baby steps, but this guidance system will, will sort of pivot your life into a, a different direction. And, and really following that, it can take uh, a lot of faith, but to, to follow that just step by step can, can completely change your life. Yes. You know, I, we're about to time take another break here, but um, on the other side, I'd really like to get into how we can take those baby steps because the world seems to be suffering right now for lack of joy, mm -hmm. but joy is just a frequency. So how do we do that? Those baby steps. So on mm -hmm. the other side of this pause, Jennifer and I will ret return to discuss that. So folks, you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, and we're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. From audience, if you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, Lake Monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Xzone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, 
You can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 474 0086. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. Did you know our entire Leading Edge information-packed past episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. Our guest this hour is Jennifer Noel Taylor. We're speaking about making a living while living one's calling. Her website, jennifernoeltaylor.com. Jennifer, we were getting into um, how it's so easy to view life through the frame framework of lack and lack of joy, say, for instance. But joy is just a frequency to tap into. And if we tap, we have to tap into it to follow it. And if we follow it, does that lead us to our life's purpose? I believe so. I believe when you tap into this higher energy of joy and, and love and, and gratitude that you'll you will get guided through a series of, of baby steps into perhaps a new career or a, a life where you're actually living your purpose. And uh, that's what happened to me. And I just I believe I, I hear stories of other people who are, are following their their guidance and all of a sudden they're in they're in something completely new. I love it. So. This seems to be a myth, <laughs> is that following one's uh, calling is diametrically opposed to earning a decent income. You hear, oh, well, the harsh reality is that would be that would be great. But the harsh reality is we have to make an income. How can we get out of that mindset? How can we start <laughs> to explore possibilities? I just think that's really funny because um, so, uh, you know, when I followed my purpose, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> I, oh, I did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I have to admit, um, there, there was some challenges, uh, which, which was also my belief that following your purpose is also a path of great growth. And what I noticed is I did follow my purpose and I did struggle with money for a while. And, and really that was part of my growth process because I learned how to take back my power around money. And I learned how to manifest and how to create and how to take ownership and how to get out of victim. And these are really valuable lessons. So I'm not going to give you this idea that once you get on your purpose, your work is done. You can lay by the beach and let the universe fulfill your bank account. I didn't I find that that worked. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
But what I did find is that it was an opportunity for growth to, to balance the money part. And once I did get into how to balance the money part, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my operating stories that were not working. And I, and I, and I did figure out the money thing while living my purpose, but it wasn't instant. It was, it was a growth opportunity for me. We do have to grow out of what we've been taught about money, don't we? It's, it's really hard. I, I definitely uh, had learned and picked up along the way some, some really dysfunctional beliefs and relationships to money. And uh, I'll just give an example. One of the things is my spending was out of control. I would say that I was spending money on, on things that didn't really have much meaning to me or, many, or any value because I was interested in image. I was trying to buy love rather than be love. I was trying to use uh, emotional spending. I had some really, let's say, dysfunctional habits around money. So when I was following my purpose and, and I was struggling with money, I started to look at these habits and I'm like, wow, I'm not being authentic in the usage of these resources. And so there was a, there was a huge learning curve around the money thing for me as well. What is the difference between attracting abundance and making money? Attracting abundance to me is understanding how we work energetically and how our energy either attracts abundance or repels it. Making money is more about uh, just kind of duty or just doing what you need to do to make money, but not really tapped into who you are energetically around money. And, and making money is sort of a, a force thing, kind of like a budget or a diet, whereas attracting abundance to me is really making those deeper shifts so that you don't have to feel like you're on a diet or using force to make money. Well, isn't it because we've been narrowed down to viewing money as the only resource? You know, interesting enough, the money is really, the idea of doing a budget, for example, really... It, it's almost like going on a diet to me because budgets aren't really necessarily sustainable, just like going on a, on a crash diet isn't sustainable. But that's a lot how we've been taught is like, let's just use force. Let's, you know, live frugally. Let's suffer to make money or, or let's go away from our purpose or do a job we hate to make money. So, so really that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is can we integrate money into our spirituality? Can we integrate money into our emotional health? Can money be more of a tool to, to fund our purpose rather than something we have to go out and make? Do you, does that make any sense? I think so. Uh, what, what's the most common block to abundance? I feel like there's two. Um, actually, there's three. Um, one is feeling like a victim, feeling like you're hopeless, feeling like your salary is just set and you have no power to enact change. That victim consciousness, I feel like, seeps into many people's lives. I was doing it. I did a, a very heavy victim-martyr thing around money. And uh, when, you, when you're feeling like a victim, you can't attract money. It's, it's the antithesis of what you need to attract money. So that victim consciousness seeps in there a lot for people. And to really examine that, I feel like, is one step. The other thing, and these are all like heavy topics all in themselves, the other thing is worthiness, feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you only deserve to be operating your life at a loss, that you don't deserve to make a profit, that your money, you don't deserve having money that makes money, that it, that self-worth thing, it goes really deep for people. And the third is, and this kind of piggybacks on the self-worth, 
is spending in ways that are not aligned with our authentic self and feeling that we have to buy people's love or that we have to buy our own feelings of self-worth or that we have to spend money for emotional reasons because we're not finding that love within. So those are the three areas I feel like get, uh, interfere with abundance for people. So let's go into what, what is the law of attraction? Now, so the law of attraction is this idea that you attract into your life what, what exists. So, for example, projecting an energy of negativity or depression attracts more depressed people or more situations that make you depressed. So that you're actually responsible for your reality creation based on the energy you're projecting into the universe and also based on your thoughts and, and your actions. So it's a high level of, of responsibility for your life. And uh, I love the law of attraction. I, I believe it's real. So are we, are we projecting this into our world or are we perceiving things with that filter? It's both. I feel like that filter causes you to perceive reality as such, but it also creates your reality to align with your beliefs. Yeah, we, that's a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. Because so much of our beliefs and our intention is unconscious. So we're unconsciously creating this mess that we find ourselves stuck in. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things is to do the process work, and this is also with meditation, is to bring those unconscious stories and beliefs conscious. And also another daily practice that I like to do is, let's say you're triggered by something, like somebody does something, you're upset about it. That's actually a clue into your belief set. So instead of blaming the other person and saying, oh, they're a bad person or my, my partner sucks or whatever it is, saying, okay, well, I got triggered by this. This evoked this emotion. What beliefs are, are keeping this pattern in place? So I like to unwind my own belief sets on sometimes a daily basis. Boy, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. You, you state shifting our thoughts alone, though, doesn't always change what we're attracting. Would you explain that one? So a lot of times, you know, with people with the law of attraction, they say, okay, I'm going to do some mantras like, oh, money, give me some, or I have a new car, I have a million dollars in the bank account, just doing these mantras. What I found is they don't always work because they don't, they're not changing your fundamental belief sets that you have to actually work with the energy you're projecting in your unconscious beliefs. So that's why I feel like the law of attraction is a lot deeper than just doing mantras or trying to maintain a positive thought base. So can the law of attraction actually disempower us if we're not, um, if, if we don't approach it properly? Uh, sometimes people do get disempowered because they think, wow, I'm doing all these mantras, you know, I'm eating vegetarian or whatever it is that people believe it increases your vibration. And yet I'm just as impoverished as I was before. Or the worst one is waiting for the universe to deliver money. So sitting on your couch, doing your meditations and mantras and just waiting for your bank account to get filled with money. That to me, that can be very disempowering because... Sometimes I believe that action is also required, not just, not just mantras or, or trying to shift your thoughts. You know, again, what keeps standing out to me here is the focus on money. There's a lot of other ways we can have our needs met outside of money, but we don't tend to recognize them because they aren't a dollar sign. Well, I mean, so for example, a lot of people spend money on things that don't fulfill any needs. They're just spending, right? They, they think it fulfills a need, but, uh, and I was doing this, that you think, okay, I'm going to feel better if I buy a really pretty dress so that men will be attracted to me so I can have a date, right? And, and that line of thinking that you need to find things outside of yourself to create fulfillment. 
actually, when I started finding the fulfillment within, I, I actually spent a lot less money because I realized that that new pair of shoes, that new car, that, that new dress, none of that was going to achieve what I was really looking for was that, which is inner peace. And yet we're conditioned um, from birth practically in this society to worship money and to, to get more things. I mean, this is what we're taught is going to make us happy. How can we start to shift that mindset? I think one of the things that really did it for me was this realization that by spending money on things that had no meaning to me, I was actually digging myself deeper into debt and creating more stress. Mm-hmm. And I realized what I was really searching for was inner peace, you know, low stress, relaxation, connection, connection to other people. Well, and, we need to right? we need to we need to take a break here and we'll come back and reconnect and talk right. about inner peace after this commercial. Okay. Jennifer and I will be back shortly to continue this discussion. So don't go away. <laughs> this is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 
500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I love to hear from our listeners. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or a guest that you think would be of interest, email us at info at missionevolution.org. With us this hour, we're sharing thoughts with Jennifer Noel Taylor, her website, jennifernoeltaylor.com. Jennifer, we were starting to get into fulfillment um, and that we've been sold a bill of goods as to what's going to fulfill us. Um, and we think if we make enough money, we can buy enough stuff, we can appear uh, affluent enough, that that's going to be fulfilling. What does it really take to fulfill a person and how can they find that? Well, you have to think about what are we really looking for in life, right? Um is it another, you know, another purse or another pair of shoes? I, I think what we're really searching for is love, like feeling connected, feeling loved, feeling appreciated, feeling, you know, basically that, that feeling of inner peace. And I think what happens with us, and, and I've been doing that too, is that thinking that, that buying something or having a level of wealth or, or having a nice house or, or whatever is going to get you appreciation and love from other people. And um, I haven't found that that's actually really the case. And that even trying to get appreciation and love from other people isn't really where it's at. It's feeling connected to that love that you already are that actually produces that inner peace and joy. So love is pretty high vibrational um, expression. Does accessing and, and tapping into 
um, our love of other things, our love, our love of other people, our love of nature, our love of something, help us start to tap into universal love? And if so, where do you begin? Yeah, I believe that that gratitude and, and love for even the little things starts to tap you in to that universal love. And really what I've found is that, of course, we have physical needs here. We need food and shelter and, and clothing and things like that. But there's a difference between fulfilling our, our physical needs to the level that that's comfortable versus trying to use money and buying things to tap into that universal love because that universal love can't be bought. It's, it's just there. It's just something we can tap into at any time. So finding that balance between fulfilling our, our physical needs and, and tapping into that universal love and, and not relying on outside sources to do that, I think is, is where the heart is at with that one. We know when we're coming from status consciousness and trying to buy appreciation and love, it seems like the things that we buy don't really have much meaning beyond that. However, one thing that I've learned over the years is I don't have anything in my environment that I don't have a real heart connection with. Yeah. And, you know, and so it seems like in that case, you don't have that much with you, but what you do have really stirs that heart-centered part of yourself. Uh, would you go into that a little bit? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. Really, the idea is, what I like to do is ask myself this question, am I buying something that I love if I do buy something? Is it something that really I feel connected to and that's that, that my heart is in, is into it? And in that case, if you really filter your purchases through that criteria, you realize how little stuff you actually need or, or have. And uh, I really parted it down because I realized that there was uh, not a lot of things that I really felt connected to that I really needed, that I felt like I really loved. And so my spending actually really uh, curtailed when I started to think about buying in terms of, is my heart really into this? Mm. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about um, abundance. You were saying that if you just sit down and do mantras that your bank account is going to start to fill, okay, that it can, you can end up pretty depressed and broke. <laughs> so it, it would appear that abundance requires action. What's the difference between inspired action and busy work? That's a really good question. So inspired action to me is where the action steps are at. So just taking action and and not really feeling inspired doesn't necessarily lead you to abundance. But a lot of times you'll get a message that feels inspired, that taking action in this direction feels inspired. And uh, really what that's about is, is there joy and love associated with this action? So I have the example of when I was a a while ago doing business, there's this idea that you need to do a sales funnel to, to get more customers or whatever. And uh, I had no joy around that. I felt like, okay, I'm just doing this because I feel like I have to, but I don't really want to do this. It's just, that's not inspired action. So there's other steps that I felt inspired around to do. Um, you know, for example, creating books, creating new products, doing, doing things that I really loved. And those were inspired action. So, where, where does clear conscious intent play in here? And what does it have to do with the law of attraction and inspiration? Oh, that's such a great question. So really, um, intent, I feel like things that we really want in life are driven, are, can be heart-driven by your purpose. So, for example, perhaps uh, wanting a partner, 
wanting to start a business doing healing work, wanting to do these things that feel heart-centered, I think is a lot of part of what your purpose is about. Um, and that actually filters into the law of attraction because when you really want something that's totally heart-centered, I feel like the universe supports you in creating it, but it doesn't do the work for you. It's still a learning process to attract your new business, to create a partner. It's, it's a blend between creating the energetic circumstances and the energy to attract it and also doing the action steps necessary that are inspired to create what you love. So the inspiration serves as a prompting to take advantage of what you've attracted into your world to start out with? It, the inspiration sort of serves as this is uh, where my heart is leading me. When you feel really inspired on a deep level to do something, that's your direction. That's your intent. That's uh, the frequency of energy that you want to be putting out. The law of attraction, then from that intent, you either attract that into your life easily which is great if that happens, or you get an understanding of what's in the way to create what you truly want. So like, for example, um, if you, if you feel deeply inspired to, to want a partner in life, you'll either attract that person or you'll attract, uh, an understanding of what's in the way to really create what you want. And that's part of your growth process. That's such a hugely important point. I'm glad you brought that up because oftentimes when we set our intent into motion, the first thing that happens is everything that stands between us and it is up to be cleared. And we can see that as an obstacle versus the vehicle to get there. How can we start to shift our perception around that? I think really to understand that these quote unquote hardships and obstacles are like you said, they're vehicles to clear what's in the way to really attract what we truly want. And, and sometimes, and here's another thing about these obstacles, on occasion I have found that maybe I'm not aligned with the highest good on a desire. And so the, the universe is just putting up you know, walls because it's really not my path. It's really not the highest path. So understanding the difference between the two and, and allowing those course corrections to take place as well as understanding that if you put out the desire to attract a partner, for example, and you're attracting somebody that reproduces a uh, pattern of childhood, that it's an opportunity to clear that. To Otherwise, you're really just going to recreate it, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes, you'll just recreate, yes. Isn't it difficult, though, to tell the difference between obstacles because you're trying to move in the wrong direction because of unconscious intent and obstacles that simply need to be cleared to get where you're wanting to go? Yeah, I think sometimes it is difficult to tell the difference, but also clearing the obstacle will will either guide you farther along that path or clearing that obstacle will actually just shut the door, you know. For example, I had a, a partner uh, recently who, who just wasn't in alignment and I cleared all this emotional stuff thinking, okay, well, if I clear all this, this relationship will go through and it'll work out. And what really happened is the relationship came to an end. So I feel like when we do clear the stuff, you can't lose because either what you'll want to manifest will, will happen in your current circumstances or you'll go a new direction. How do you see being supported while living your purpose aids evolution? Well, I feel like if we all really tapped into our joy and our true authentic purpose, that the whole planet would change. You know, for example, uh, cruelty and uh, war. I, I mean, I, I sound like an idealistic hippie right now, but I feel like if people are really tapped into their empathy and compassion, how can you kill another person? 
yeah, how, how can, can you, you how can you harm animals? People? Yeah, how can you be mm-hmm. cruel to animals? You can't. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like by when people open their hearts, you can't do a lot of the things that that we're seeing right now. And we're just about out of time. But what's your vision for the future? Should more people live their calling? I I believe that that as more and more people live their calling or tap into their their love and authentic self, the the a lot of the struggle and and pain that we're seeing will will go away and will create a world where people are really guided and and living in love. That would be a real blessing, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are out of time. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Our guest this hour has been Jennifer Noel Taylor, author of Spiritual and Broke, How to Stop Struggling with Money and Live Your Purpose. Jennifer is an energy healing practitioner, self-help motivator, and the CEO of Quantum Touch, Inc. Her website, jennifernoeltaylor.com. Remember, our entire um, information pack episode collection is available for listener download free of charge. Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Be sure to join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. Thank you.